Hi! Hello, Hot Buds! And welcome back to Sense8, Season 1, Episode 5, Art is Like Religion. Yes. Yay! Exciting, exciting. Um, so what did you what did you think about this? Uh, okay. I watched it earlier than I normally did, so I'm a bit fuzzy on stuff. Okay. But... I liked it. I liked... Oh, God, I forget. There's a bit with... You mean Cathias, Leto? Cathias. I like the scene between Cathias and Sun, like their conversation. Cathias. Oh, oh, Cathias? Cathias. Oh, I thought it was Cathias. Oh, Cathias. No. Cathias. There you go. There you go. I I like their conversation. That was nice. Yes, I love I love that scene. It's it's so real and shit. Like they leaned on each other really well in that one. So yeah. I'm excited to talk about that. But yeah, I love this episode. Um because like the the last episode was such a strong one for me because of my favorite scene ever, but also it was just a really good episode overall. Mm-hmm. Um but this is a really good follow-up because it's got like really important scenes and really deep ones, but also a lot of humor. So I think this is a good light episode to put in the middle. Yeah. So I agree. But yeah, how was your week this week? Dude, my YouTube is up and running. Like, I know, it's... holy shit, I keep seeing things that you keep posting, I'm like, damn. Good I have you. been doing nothing but working this week. I I had three days, I think, at, at work, like actual work, um, three, like six hour days. And other than that, I was just filming and editing for the whole week. Mm. Like, I'd, I'd go to work, I, I, I think my whole week from Monday to Friday was filming and editing and then the next day i woke up at 6 a.m to finish editing and then go to work and then i got back and then i filmed and then i edited and then i woke up at 6 a.m again edited went to work filmed edited it was like nothing but work this week yeah that's literally my life yeah (laughs) exactly getting up at the crack of dawn actually before then (laughs) recording editing trying to upload then go to work and then come back and go sleep and do it all over again fully uh, honestly i'm loving it i'm having a great time and now that i've switched to like k-pop i feel like i actually want to do all this like i'm excited to edit and i'm excited to post and things like that and it's actually going really well like my videos are getting like more views i think than the, than i was when i was posting movie reactions mm-hmm. and putting up shorts is really helping as well like shorts and reels and tiktoks and things like that to like boost it a bit more and i'm getting a lot of positive feedback so honestly i'm having a great time with this and um my schedule is full again next week so everybody tune into my youtube channel if you like k-pop and if you like bls i'm watching cooking crush on my patreon oh nice (laughs) i'm on episode four of cooking crush and by the way i'm getting whiplash (laughs) this show is like it's very much like it feels comedy more than anything else Mm -hmm. Um, but I really, I'm genuinely enjoying it. Like the comedic timing is really good. And there's some things that happen. I won't say just in case you watch it, but there are some things that happen that are just like, I'm sorry. I did not think this was this kind of show. (laughs) So it's pretty great. Um, and I'm only on episode four, but like things are ramping up pretty quick. Like it's giving bad buddy episode five. (gasps) So like, yeah, like. It's very exciting, so I'm having a very good time with that. <laughs> How the side couple in that show? Because someone told me that they've been watching it and said that I I would really like the side couple in that show. Yeah, you would. <laughs> yeah, okay. Because <laughs> someone told me that I was like, I obviously don't haven't watched it yet. I'm curious, and I know you were watching, so I'm curious. You think I'd be in the side couple? I think you would, honestly. Like watching it, like I was like, 
I think there were a couple times where I'm like, oh yeah, Billy would like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, because one of them is Neo. I know. Yeah, I knew it's Neo and um someone else. Yes, I don't know his name, but yeah. it's. I know Neo's one of them, but honestly, it's kind. Of, it at the beginning, it's like, oh my god, this is insane, but kind of funny. Um, but as it goes on, especially by episode four, it's like, oh wow, okay. So this is going somewhere, maybe. I don't know. So it's, yeah, I think you'd like the side oh, yeah. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Um, but yeah, it's pretty fun. I like it. Nice. Uh, what else happened this week? Oh, I sent you this. You got this. Yes, I got my Christmas <laughs> gift. It's the I lion um, blanket thing. Yeah. That you made, actually. You didn't order on DT Thai No. You actually made yeah, it. Yeah, because... There weren't any more, so I was like, you know what? Might as well make it. Um, it was fun. I hadn't sewn in a while, so this was like new-ish to me. And I got a pattern for the um, there was like a free pattern download for the hooded blanket. So I was like, I hope this is the right size. And it turns out it's fucking huge. Oh, um, I know. I literally like I I put it on and it's like I'm standing up and it's like down my feet. I'm like I'm I'm like if this is big on me, how big is it on you? Like you can like wrap yourself up in it. It's like a fucking body I, bag. Weight lengthwise, like this way, like arm span wise, I made yours a bit longer because uh-huh. it said to make it a bit longer for like men that way, yeah, so that like your arms could fit. And I I noticed when I made mine, I was like, I feel like it's a bit short for me on this end, so I'm gonna make yours a bit longer. And but it still works when I like put it over my shoulders and go like this, like yeah. totally fine. But I made yours a bit longer that way. But like lengthwise down to feet, I didn't touch it, so it turns out it's just long. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that's a thing uh and i made ears i've never made ears before sewing wise so this was new to me um and it was really fun like trying to um especially with mine yours i did after my ears and yours were a bit easier because it's like a little oval yeah, it's like a small and then thing, i made yeah. your mane as well made the little lion mane but these were uh, were an interesting time because i had to like engineer it perfectly there was no pattern for these ears so i had to be like if i cut this out will i have enough room to sew the pink into the gray (laughs) i had to do an inseam so that i could put the wire through make sure there was a channel for that and it's like i i actually did pretty well yeah i (laughs) I, I like it thank you thank you i like my ears they don't stand up but like that's okay it's fine yeah (laughs) It's totally fine. Uh, but literally every morning I've been getting used to like just picking this up and be like, I'm kind of cold. I'm going to put this on while I edit. <laughs> so <laughs> it's nice. I like it. So I'm glad you like it. And I completely forgot to mention the little 3D printed thing that I put in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I found it because here's, oh, let me show you mine. Because I ordered like from, from my birthday money, I ordered one. And then I saw another one. I was like, oh, maybe I'll throw that in with yours. <laughs> ordered this one for me <laughs> oh that's cool i was like this is so cool and then i saw they have like bl stuff too like they have um title cards for all the shows and Ooh. part of me wanted to get you the until we meet again one Ooh. um so i was this close to doing that instead or the um I think Kin Porsche is one of them too. So I was trying to figure out what to get you. But I was like, let me just get you the generic one just in case. Because <laughs> yeah. I, like, I know you love these shows. But like, I feel like generic's the way to go. So I got you the beginning BL rag. No, I like it. Yeah. It's nice. <laughs> it's just there in the background with everything else that I have on my shelf. <laughs> exactly. The second you put it on your shelf, I was like, that's what I was thinking you'd do. Yeah. <laughs> like, I assume you do that. But yeah, that was a fun journey making these. Um, I had to, I did it for like, I think it took two days. And 
after each day I had to shower and vacuum and do and throw my all my clothes, everything I was wearing into my hamper because there was so much fuzz. Yeah. <laughs> it was ridiculous. I the second I started, I think it was because I was cutting, to be fair. Mm-hmm. It wasn't because the fabric was really like that. It was because I was cutting it. And so it was everywhere. Like I didn't want to swallow any on accident. So but I ran it through the uh da, 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 dryer on mm-hmm. like air dry for like 15 minutes and it took care of it pretty well so, yeah it takes most of the fuzz away which is nice yeah i, I definitely know a little bit of fuzz here and there but it's not like too much of an issue also it could just be dust from my garage so like yeah yeah no it's not an issue good god good god the amount of fuzz was shocking but yeah it was fun i stabbed myself a couple times with pins it's great yeah <laughs> Goodness gracious. No, it was, it was a good time. I thought my sewing machine wasn't going to work for a second because I turned it on and it was like, Bee! and I was like, hello. And it was just like all red lights, like flashing. I was like, are you okay? <laughs> and it turns out I just had to change my needle. But oh, okay. I think near the end there, I had pinned um, the mane on and I was like trying to like sew your mane onto the thing. And I missed a couple pins because some of them were yellow and I was like, shit. So the needle like hit them and just broke in half. I was like, so i had to i'm glad when i went to joanne's i bought extra sewing machine needles Mm -hmm. i did it like just on a whim i was like glad i did because like i had to change it three times because i kept hitting pins when i was doing fucking main but but yeah uh it went it went well it was fun so nice yeah good time (laughs) uh other than that i don't think anything else happened this week it was just me filming consistently so nice yeah how was yours but, I mean, we got some snow, which is not fun. We got a lot of snow. <laughs> yeah. Um, fortunately, I haven't been, like, too bad where, like, the school were canceled or anything. So, I didn't really affect my work stuff. Mm. Um, I didn't really have to do much shoveling there because the other guys are doing it. Um, we did get a, a little coating last night. Nothing too major. Us too. Yeah, I noticed we got, like, a little dusting of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's also been icy, which is... A big thing for me, I think. Very icy. My uncle was driving me home because my mom did not want to drive in the big snowstorm thing that happened. So my mm. mom was like, "Your uncle's picking you up in the truck. I don't want to do it." <laughs> so, yep. And he was like, "But he he's used to it." So he's like, "Everyone was going slow," and he was like, oh, and he would go around them and speed up. I was like, "Can you chill?" <laughs> oh, I I started well, I started rewatching slash watching because I kind of stopped like halfway through. But I started rewatching a show, which is fun. Um, it's one you will never watch because it's an anime and also extremely gory. (laughs) So I'm like, I don't think that's for you, but it's, and I don't know if you do this, but like, just like, even if I'm watching shows that no, we'll never talk about in the podcast. I always think about how, like what you would say about certain things or like, I think of vibes that would give you for like certain episodes. And I'm just like, I'm never going to have her watch it. She'll never watch it. But still, I'm going to, I'm I'm thinking about (laughs) it. Honestly, yeah, I do that sometimes when I'm watching, especially like ones we are watching or like for Cooking Crush or like things like that. I'll just be like, <laughs> Billy would love that. <laughs> like, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just like think about it, but then I'm like, wait, I don't know if I'll have him watch this at all. So I don't know. It's become such second nature because I'm like watching it. I'm like, oh wow, that person died. She probably wouldn't like that. But I'm like, or like I think of like the quotes they say for like vibes or whatever. Again, vibes that will never give you because you're, you're never gonna watch. Yeah. That. But um, <laughs> it's yeah, it's, it's been fun because I think I stopped like. Uh, around like season two or three, just kind of I kind of forgot about. It. And I know the final season just like or maybe just ended, maybe ended like a year ago or something. I don't know. But um, 
So I've been trying to like rewatch and then watch the new things and kind of wrap it up. And I'm having a good time with it. Is it Attack on? Is it Attack on Titan? It is. Yes. I thought so because everyone was talking about like <gasps> the last season. Oh my god! Like it was a big thing. Like everyone was talking about it, but. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I tried watching the first episode a very long time ago, and I was like, yes, anime's still not for me. I just don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, everyone was really talking about that lately, because of the last season. Yeah. No, I know. I, it also takes, like, forever to air, because I think it originally aired in, like, 2011. Dang. Or something? Maybe I'm wrong. But I know it takes, like, it was, took so long in between, like, the seasons to like air like took like five years to like air between like each season and so i would just like wow. forget about it and then when i watch it I maybe like would pick it up again and it's just like i i would forget everything and i'd be like oh geez and then that's so long between seasons i thought doctor who and sherlock would took long between seasons because it was like a year to two years between seasons but five years is a fucking <laughs> yeah i'm wondering if they were waiting for the manga to catch up and like so they could have material from there um because be. obviously it takes like, you know, place for the manga and stuff, and, like, take stuff from there, but I don't know, but I, I believe it's on, I believe it's done, I hope there is not more to it, because if I do, I'm gonna need to rewatch it again and forget about everything again, because I'm watching a lot, and I'm realizing I forgot a lot yeah. of things, so hopefully it's, like, done done, and it's, I can finish it fully. They should have done that for Game of Thrones, where they waited for the books to catch up, because it was shit yeah season. but they're still waiting and they're also and that's also live action which is one of the um like disadvantages of it is that people age um that's very so, true and the books still age. aren't out today so like the kids would be like fucking 30 and yeah. that would be awkward so yes yes yeah i still am mad about the last season <laughs> yeah we didn't talk about that we don't we don't talk about that. It's okay. There was like one good episode of that season, and it was like the night before the battle or something like that. Because I loved everyone just sitting around and talking, getting ready to die, kind of thing. Yeah, I loved. It was a very human episode. But everything else that happened that season, I was like, "What the hell is this?" Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 that's not what happened. <laughs> Shall we begin? Let's with begin. Sense Eight, Season One, Episode Five. Art is like religion. <laughs> All right, so we start. We start with um a very interesting plot line of this episode: Lito and Son. Ah, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I can't wait to talk about this. Um, <laughs> so we see Lito first. He's in um he's in Mexico City. He's getting makeup applied because he's going on set. He's getting ready to film, and um, <laughs> he doesn't seem. Like he's doing great. He's like he's like complaining about things. He's like, oh, da, da, da. I why do we have to shoot for the end first? This is ridiculous. And she's like, that's just the way things are. And we kind of get a juxtaposition where we see Sun as well. And she wakes up and she doesn't look seem like she's doing well either. Like no. she seems to be like not wanting to wake up right now. She does not want to get out of bed. And with Lito, he complains that he's like kind of feeling bloated. He's like, I feel bloated i don't like this i and she's like you look fantastic shut up he's like i don't know i'm feeling kind of off yeah and back with sun we see that she's in the bathroom and she picks up a tampon so she's on her period yeah and uh it's like oh <laughs> i see what's happening <laughs> yeah i clocked that we clocked that yeah uh she honestly sun's looking like i did two weeks ago and will look like again in another two weeks um <laughs> yep. 
it's not fun. And Lido is like, look, I'm feeling different. I don't like it. Can I just can I just have an Advil? Because I, I I'm feeling ill. And she's like, all right, I'll go get you one. Um, <laughs> and then as Sun's walking out of the bathroom, she turns around and she sees Lito in the mirror. <laughs> yeah, they see each other in the mirrors. They see each other in the mirror and they speak their own languages and they're like, and she's like, are you real? And they're kind of like, they go to touch each other and they kind of touch fingers and then, boom, he's gone. Mm. <laughs> kind of cool. And he's like, turns around to the makeup artist. He's like, did you, did you see that? Or was that me? <laughs> did I hallucinate there? But that's the first taste we guess we get of that. Later, we'll talk about a scene that just, I love talking about. Uh, <laughs> so with Will now, we're seeing the consequences of his actions of yeah. trying to talk to Jonas and, you know, use yeah. family favors in order to get through that. Uh, his boss is not happy. He says, I spent an hour getting chewed out by the feds about this. And now they're yeah. saying it's my fault, but it's your fault. So uh, before you before you try and explain, I'm going to need you to shut up so I can, you know, talk to you about this. And then when I pause, all I want to hear are... I'm so sorry, Captain. That'll never happen again, okay? Mm. And he's like, what were you trying to do using favors to do this? What what, what was going through your head? And he pauses, and Will's just like, was that, was that the pause? Do you want me to... He's <laughs> like, oh, fuck. <laughs> um, so he's like, look, I was just, I was trying to talk to Jonas. I was, I wanted to see if I could get some intelligence, because I felt like we had a connection when I saw him. And he's like, Okay, look, this th there's no time for favors in any in, in any of this. And intelligence would have meant doing what you're told. There was a pause again. <laughs> yeah. He's like, that was the pause. He's like, right, sir, I w won't happen again. I'm so sorry. He's <laughs> like, just go, get out, and uh, I never want to see that happen again. So, Will's Will's kind of in a tough spot now. Yeah, he's in trouble. He fucked up. <laughs> He needs to be a bit more subtle about these things. And now yeah. that he knows how this kind of works, he might be able to be more subtle about this while being able mm. to visit. So with Wolfgang, he uh, sh he arrives at a house. We don't know yet. It turns out it's his uncle, Sergei. And he's like, look, I have a problem. My problems tend to become other people's problems. And I need you to sit down so we can kind of talk about this. Uh, see See where my problem's coming from. And he says that it turns out that some black market diamonds from Mumbai were locked in an SMD safe. And my son was casing the joint for weeks looking to steal them. Mm. And he gets there and they're not there. There's no diamonds. And he's like, no, really? I had no idea. <laughs> that sucks. Wow, gee, that sucks. Uh, and he says, but it, it wasn't broken into. It wasn't, it wasn't like lasered open or whatever it's called. It was cracked. He says, that's very interesting because it's the same safe that fucked over your father. Mm. So I'm wondering what the hell happened there. So he's, he's like, look, I'm not, uh, I keep saying look when I do these things. I, oh, I do too. No, I start every time I, I quote some character. I'm always like, so, hey, and then I go on to say the quote. I do that like every time I noticed it, or I'd be like, "Look!" Or I, they're like little like mannerisms I do now. I've realized we're editing this. God, I'm starting to because I was listening to our other episodes from this week at work, and I was like, "Girl, shut up!" <laughs> <laughs> like, why do you keep saying that? So, 
I'm going to try and make a conscious effort not to do that, but I feel like it might happen more. That's fine. <laughs> so Wolfgang says he's not as stupid as his father, and he tries to get up and leave before this conversation goes any further. And before he leaves, Sergei says, like his father, everyone makes mistakes and that he should remember who he is. And Wolfgang says that he always does. He says it in a very interesting way. And this line of he always remembers where he comes from, this becomes kind of a big part of his character and of his story because you find out more about Wolfgang later in the season and definitely in season two. You Mm. find out more of why he says, no, no, I always remember where I come from. And this is not a positive thing for his uncle. It sounds like it is in this moment, maybe, but like no. he means something. Yeah, he means something very different when he says, "I always remember where I, where yeah. I come from," and we'll find out more about that a, a bit later. Also, this whole scene kind of gave. Um, they know. We know. They know. We know. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was definitely being like, they both know everything. They're just not admitting it. They're point. not. It's we're kind of like at a stalemate where they're like, we can't say too much. Because what if they don't, you know? Like, yeah. if if we say the wrong thing, this entire thing immediately blows up. So they're trying to be as subtle as possible. <laughs> so now we kind of get this really nice scene with Cathias and Riley. Well, this was cute. I this, this was so cute. This was so cute. Riley's sitting on, on her couch in London, but she kind of feels something. And then she looks up, and Cathias is in her living room, and she's... In Nairobi, kind of walking out of doors. So we they're, they're visiting each other. Mm. And Caffius first speaking Swahili is like, oh, hey, uh, wh- where am I? <laughs> and R- Riley's like, I don't understand. Which I think she doesn't understand because they're still in the process of learning how to navigate this and how this works. While the only time we've really seen someone go, oh, I understand what you're saying up until this point is Will because he knows more. I think now that he's kind of learned what visiting is and what sharing is, he the more he's learned, the more he's able to understand like these other languages and speak these other languages because he's a bit further along in the process. But this is the first time Riley and another sensate, Caffius, are actually like talking when yeah. they're visiting together. So she's like, I don't understand. I don't know what's going on. Caffius is like, how about we speak English? Because I can speak English. And so they ask each other, like, where each other are. And Riley's like, wait, I can kind of feel the heat from where you're from. This is this is crazy. Yeah. (laughs) I find that so cool, because imagine, like, just visiting someone mentally and just being like, I can I can feel the temperature of this place, like being in London, but still feeling the heat of Africa. Mm. Like, how crazy is that? And Caffius freaks out because he's like, wait. Is that English tea? It's so cute. He's like, I've always wanted to go to London. Is this English tea? This is so exciting. <laughs> She's like, yeah. And so he has some and he's 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 got this very wholesome, like, oh, I love that. That's beautiful. And it's it's something as simple as tea, but it makes him so happy. So I, this is a very wholesome interaction. Yeah. I, I really like it. Mm. But before they can chat a bit more, the light, there's a bright light from a car and it kind of interrupts their whole conversation. And it's a group of men coming out of the car and demanding the bag that Caffius is carrying. We, we learned more about the bag in the last episode, how mm. he, Silas Kabaka wants it transported to a specific address. Yeah. And he's, he's, got, he's got a lot riding on this bag. So he's like, no, 
Um, and he threatens them, believing he still has skills from when he fought the Super oh my God. game before. <laughs> I, I was like, this is not going to end well, dude. <laughs> like, don't try it. I've got, I've got skills. <laughs> and he attempts to kind of perform a jump kick. Maybe he attempts to fight with his foot. Yeah. And he immediately falls over. <laughs> and they kind of laugh at him and they start kicking him while he's down, which is horrible. And they call him Van Sham before they take the backpack and they leave. Caffius is like not having this. So he decides in that moment to go back and get the bag, even though he's just tried to fight and it did not work. But mm. he, he says, look, Spirit of Jean-Claude Korean lady, I need your help. <laughs> I need your help. He runs off and he goes to do it. And it kind of, it's still, it shows that he still has that courage that he got not just from watching Jean-Claude as a kid, but also we learn later that his mother had a moment of courage when yeah. she went to fight off these guys. So he doesn't get this courage just from watching Jean-Claude Van Damme as a kid, but also from his mother. Mm. Which is really, I, I like that we see that with his character throughout the majority of the show. That he continues to have that courage. Even though he knows he can't fight after seeing this. Um, he still has the courage to go and get that bag. Yeah. So, with Leto. <laughs> um, he's on set. He's talking to the director. And he said, look, this script is full of so much pain. I feel like I should feel it. And he's like, no, no. You, just, you have the hots for this girl. Who is up... On top of the stairs, you see her. You think, "Oh, she's so sexy. I need to. I need to. Yeah. I need to. I need to have her now." And he's not supposed to be feeling sad in this moment. He's he's supposed to be full of fire. And so they begin the scene, and this girl is walking down the stairs. You've got sexy music playing in the background, yeah. and Lito starts starts crying. <laughs> <sighs> and he's like, "Lito, what are you doing?" He's like, "I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I just I saw her." And I was struck by her beauty and the knowledge that all beauty is temporary. Death and decay haunt every breath we take. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, honey, honey, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I understand, but like... <laughs> so this is very new to him and it's it's very much, you know, he's never had to deal with this kind of, you know, jump in hormones before. Yeah. Um. So he's still very much feeling the effects of sun going through her PMS. Yeah. So poor Lita. Um <laughs> then we go over to Kala, who um is getting ready for her wedding. Her mother's drawing the henna tattoo on her arms. Mm -hmm. Side note, with Indian weddings, I love that henna tattoos are kind of a big thing. And they look I've seen them before and they look so intricate. They do. When they're uh, done yeah. on oh when they're done on Indian brides, they're just like gorgeous like they must take hours which is what this is probably they're probably just um it's kind of like a bachelorette thing like before their yeah. marriage you know they sit down they have food and they draw this henna and it's it seems like a very nice conversation or it would be uh if she was in love with it. yeah which she is not uh but her mother is um mentioning her to to wear the meaning of the tattoo which it's supposed to strengthen and deepen the bond between husband and wife she needs that because she doesn't really have one. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Kala asks her mom how she felt about her father before their wedding. And she says that theirs was an arranged marriage. So they'd only really met once before they got married. Mm. And that Kala is the first in their family to marry for love. No. No. <laughs> no. Um, 
but she says she says things aren't that different from when they were because um every parent wishes that their child marries for love and Kawa's looking a bit troubled she's she's thinking about the fact that she doesn't actually really love Rashan. now with sun we get kind of a it's a small moment but we do get to see more of her teacher in this instance and Sun seems to be still struggling with her decision about whether to go for pr to prison for her brother because she's not really focused. Her, her teacher notices that she's distracted and he tells her that she has to decide on what she wants to do so that she's focused again and then she can come back to him and they can continue. But she's definitely still struggling with what decision to make and what this means. Mm. Also, side note, in the background, I do want to mention you can see CJ Entertainment, which is an entertainment company that I know in Korea. <laughs> oh, cool. I was just watching this and I went, hey, I actually know that because I didn't when I first watched this show because yeah. I wasn't into like k-pop and stuff i was like hey i know that place <laughs> so time for my favorite scene <laughs> lito is in a car he's in traffic and he's on the phone to hernando and he's like hernando i don't know what to do <laughs> i'm feeling so much pain and sadness <laughs> and hernando's like look you can you gotta you gotta calm down he's like i i have this stomach ache i'm in so much pain he's like what if it's a tumor cancer runs in my family <laughs> I don't know what to do. We hear kind of a, a honk of a horn and a driver is like going too slowly and drives around him. It's the fact that the, the lane is not moving, so it's not his fault, you know? But he was also not paying much attention because yeah. he's freaking out. And <laughs> he says a line that I quote to this day. Like, I've <laughs> I don't know why, but I'll just be walking around work and I'll just be like, I see you, villain! <laughs> I see you with your fucking villain mustache. <laughs> Every day, I like will walk around and I'll just quote that line. It's one of my favorite lines from this show because it's so funny. And it's just so funny. And he starts crying and Hernando's like, Lito, you need to calm down. Like, He's chill. like, I can't. I can't. I'm under attack, Hernando. <laughs> And he's like, look, you need to you need to take a breath. He's like, I can't. I can't breathe. I can't think. I can't remember anything. I mean, I, you know how I love elotes. I love elotes, right? He's like, yes, you love elotes. He's like, I went to go get elotes, but I couldn't remember that elotes are called elotes. <laughs> I was like, mood. I go through this every day, but you need to chill. I know this is new for you. <laughs> oh, I love him. It's, it's, it's so funny. I love the scene. And, uh, but he suddenly stops talking because another car cuts in front of him and he yells at her, I see you, you're a tacky, cheap, weep, plastic tinted whore. <laughs> <laughs> I deeply love Lito. <laughs> and, but then we, while he's yelling, we cut back to Seoul with Sun, who's trying to practice her martial arts and her Tai Chi. And <laughs> he's still screaming and she's like, please stop screaming. And then he st he stops, but then he looks around. And he's like, "Oh God, where am I? Where am I?" <laughs> and they're speaking their own language in this languages in this moment. Mm. Uh, but then Sun appears in his car in traffic, and Lito's like, oh, "God, I'm going crazy." And he's like, "Are you hearing voices?" He's like, "No, I'm seeing things." It's like there's a cry crying Korean woman in my car, and she says, "I'm not crying." And he's like, getting annoyed at this point, and he's like, "There's a cry. There's a Korean woman standing next to me, and she's not crying in the same way that I'm not screaming." <laughs> I like that part. It's so funny. Good God. But their connection ends. 
when Lito rear-ends the car in front of him. Because he's not, one, he's not paying attention. And two, he was in Seoul for a second. So he just yeah. did not see. And this uh, this kind of cuts back to when Will um, was having, it was like, oh, if I'm here, then who's driving the car kind of thing. Mm. Where, you know, it, it, it wasn't him not paying attention. It's him not being there with his brain. Yeah. So his, the last thing you hear from him as it cuts is, Hernando, please save me. <laughs> please save me. So I love that scene. That's one of my favorite scenes in the whole show. It's it's just it's just funny. <laughs> and it's very much, Lito, I, I, I know it's difficult. I know. I know you're having a hard time, but you need to calm down. <laughs> so we cut back to Capius for a moment and we see him steal the bag back. He finds the car that the men were using and he takes a rock and he smashes the back window, snatches the bag and runs. People do chase after him, but he gets the bag. Yes. He gets the bag and he gets away. And cutting pretty quickly back to Will and Nomi. First we see Will. He's calling Nomi's mother. And he's talking to her. He's like, oh, I'm asking about Nomi. And she's like, have you found... She keeps misgendering and dead naming her. (laughs) But I'm going to speak about Nomi as Nomi in this. Um, She's like, oh, have you found her? And she says, this isn't the first time that she's had problem with police. And Nomi's... uh, Not Nomi. Will is like, yeah, yeah, I see here she was arrested for hacking. So we know that she was arrested for hacking. We kind of heard a little bit more about that in the first or second episode. Yeah, I know it was talked about, but I didn't realize to what extent until now. Yeah. So she had been arrested previously for it. And Will and Nomi kind of exchange places for a moment. And Nomi hears the phone call. She hears her mother talking about her in the way she's talking about her, which isn't new to her, but it still probably kind of sucks. Yeah. And Janet's continuing to talk, saying, oh, she fell in with bad company, and she got these ideas, and I believe the hormones that she started taking caused the brain thing that's going on with her brain that Dr. Metzger told us about, which is all not true. Mm. (laughs) And she ends it by saying, oh, she's never sensible, by saying, and I dead name here, Michael. She says, Michael was never sensible. And Will jumps in with, like, know me. (laughs) Her name is know me, not Michael. And I'm like, fucking love you. And ends the call. Yeah. So we already see that Will is getting like protective of his fellow sensei. So this is one of the first instances we really see it is just like, hey, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Her name's no me. That's that's my other person. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now with just no me, we see Amanita walking over. She got them coffee. And she's still reacting to hearing her mother on the phone and talking about her. She's kind of out of it. And she's struggling with coming to terms with the impossible things that are really happening to her. And Nomi's talking about, I've always had this feeling that I felt during my entire life. The feeling of being seen and not seen. Of being part of them and being apart from them. Which definitely has something to do with being trans. But also, on a deeper level, also has something to do with uh, just being a sensei in general. Mm. She just doesn't know it yet. And... She says that when she saw Amanita for the first time, all of those feelings went away. It made her feel seen and belonged. Yeah. And she says that for, but she says that for a moment, uh, for a second there, when Amanita was walking up to her, she forgot who she was. Like Amanita was so is so important to her, and she completely forgot who she was for a second because, mm. presumably, because Will was in her. Place. I mean, I, because it was Will, not Nomi. It's because it was Will. Yeah, it's because it was Will and not Nomi, and. It was freaking out. It, it just, whatever's happening to her feels impossible. And Amnita also says 
that the chances of someone like herself at one point in history with her ideas and the way she thought about things, the way she, way she went about things would have felt impossible as well. Mm. And meeting Nomi and being with her would have felt impossible. Uh, and she talks about their first kiss. She remembers their first kiss in this little bathroom at the Lexington. And she says to her, when I first had your that kiss with you, I realized one of the most important lessons of my life, which is that impossibility is a kiss away from reality. And I love that quote. That I liked it. It was a little cheesy, though. It was a little. It, like, oh yeah, like it is cheesy. I I I, I liked it, but I was also like, ooh, like I was like, oh, like a little bit. <laughs> like it, it was it was way too cheesy for my liking. I think, but I I I like the sentiment of it. It is very cheesy, but it's it's one of those quotes that in the Sensei fandom, like a lot of people are like, oh, this is this is quote. Like as I've said before, like I am not just a wee is one of them, mm. but this is another one. This is one I see very often. So back with Kala, her family's kind of gathering and they're still um, doing their whole pre-wedding pre kind of thing. And Priya's talking about, or her mom is talking about her first kiss with Kala's father, Sanyam. Mm. And she says she doesn't know. If, she's like, oh, I don't know if your dad wants me to tell you this story. And he kind of like shouts from the kitchen. He's like, I, you think I can't hear anything, but I'm here cooking in the kitchen, slaving away for you. <laughs> And it shows that their family dynamics really cute. They're very wholesome kind of yeah. family. They love each other very much. Like even though they had an arranged marriage, they seem to really love each other. Yeah. And her mother whispers to her, and she tells her that for a long time she thought that kissing was similar to eating a kebab because she would always taste spices on her father's lips. <laughs> so that's where that kind of like that that that's where they're at, I guess. Mm. But it's good she learned to love it. And so Sanyang comes out and um, he hands Kala dessert that he made, which, please ignore my tr uh, translation here. Shahi uh, Tukta, I believe it's called. And I'm actually curious about what kind of dessert this is. I was going to look it up and I completely forgot to. So let's look it up and uh, see good. what we're dealing with here. It does look good. Okay, it's made with bread, G, which I don't know what G is um sugar milk and nuts so it's uh kind of a sweet nutty kind of dessert in india and and sanyam when he walks up to her to give her the dessert and she you know is excited grabbing it he stops and he goes wow you are so beautiful he's like oh. he's such a good father honestly i love mm. him and kala tastes the dessert she loves it she's like oh please Teach Rajan to make how to make this so I can always have it. And he says, No, no, this is our recipe. No, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not giving this to anyone else. <laughs> but if she loves it, I think I think you should because she wants to have it all the time. Then she can always have your dessert, which mm. is good. But you can always teach her how to make it too, and then she can make it. Yeah. Because if it's a family dessert, stay in the family when pass it down to Kala. So with no meat, we kind of get a moment where these two are crossing over because Nomi's like, I see, I don't really don't know what's happening with me because this coffee a second ago tasted like coffee, but now it tastes like a sugary dessert, mm. which is the Shahituka. Yeah. And she wonders if Dr. Metzger was right about the hallucinations because mm. she doesn't really understand what else could be happening. And Amanita suggests that there are two possibilities, either Nomi does have an illness and Dr. Metzger was right and there's something happening with her brain or what's happening to you isn't what's happening and 
Metzger was lying. And there has to be a reason that he was lying to you. And we need to figure out why that is. So they've kind of set their sights on trying to figure out what's going on. Back with Caffius, he has the bag. He's going to the address. And he walks in. And Silas Kabaka is there waiting for him. Yeah. So it turns out that this was a test. He wanted to see whether he could get the bag to the address and also possibly seemingly not look in the bag while he's doing so, not questioning what's in the bag. Because in the bag are two coconuts. So nothing really valuable, but he was given that bag to see if he could pass a test. And Silas says that he had to know how far he would go to help him. And now he knows he's the man he definitely needs on his team. And he opens the backpack, reveals the two coconuts, and gives Caffius the AIDS medicine, saying he'll be in touch. So now Caffius is kind of in league, working for him, with uh, with Silas Kabaka. At least, maybe. Because he says he'll be in touch. This was just a beginning thing. Mm. And Caffius leaves the warehouse, carrying the medicine with him. So something positive has come out of this. He has the uh, medicine for his mother, which is good. But um, I definitely think that Caffius needs to evaluate what's going on and whether the risks outweigh the rewards. Mm-hmm. Back with Wolfgang. <laughs> Wolfgang and Felix are both drunk at a club in Berlin. Yeah. And they're kind of making fun of his uncle. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're like, oh, like, oh, something is so unpleasant. There's nothing more unpleasant to me than watching my own son whine. Oh. And then Felix laughing also imitates him saying daddy someone stole my diamonds and wolfgang's like oh whoa, yeah he's like up. do not Shush. say the d word do not say the d word because while he may or may not believe us not stealing them he has people listening everywhere and he could easily hear you say that and we'd be fucked yeah so you need to shut up <laughs> and he's like look i don't think sergey knows anything uh he's just shaking the trees We'd be dead if he did know. But it doesn't mean he's not gathering more intel. So Wolfgang tells Felix, look, stick to the plan we made. I'm going to go to the bathroom. And then when we come back, because we're going to take a break here, we're going to talk about what happens in the bathroom. Yes, that's fun. Uh, Yes, that's very fun. I like this scene. (laughs) So we will be right back. We are back with Sense 8 Season 1, Episode 5, Art is Like Religion. We start off with Wolfgang and Kala. So Wolfgang has just gone to the bathroom and he burps. <laughs> and Kala hears it. And she's like, Whoa, who who's there? Because this is my personal bathroom. Hmm. <laughs> who the fuck is up here? And he's Wolfgang's like, Is there a woman in this bathroom? And she says, Of course, this is my personal bathroom. And he's like, okay, you must be real drunk if you think this is your personal bathroom. <laughs> like, this is the men's room. This is the men's room. And keep in mind, in this scene, they're also speaking in their own languages, but mm. still understanding each other, which is really interesting. And he's trying. He, he finishes going to the bathroom, and he tries to open all the stalls trying to find her. And while they're talking to each other, she says, kind of off in the background, she's like, wait, I know that voice. Like, she's heard it before. Yes. And she doesn't realize where for a second. And right as they begin to recognize each other's voice, Wolfgang opens the last stall, and no one's there. And they kind of get their connection cut. Because Felix comes in and asks Wolfgang, what language are you speaking? Because he goes into Hindi for a second. Mm. (laughs) And it's like, whoa. 
Very cool. Very cool. I like I like stuff like that. Simultaneously, Kala's aunt knocks on her door, and Kala kind of opens it and goes, "No, I was just I was just talking to myself." Okay. And her aunt says, "Oh, I was I, I was wondering if I could talk to you because I need to talk to you about what happens on your wedding night." And she's like, "It's okay. We have the internet for that." <laughs> <laughs> she's like, "Oh, good. I knew that thing was good for something." And then she leaves. <laughs> like, "Don't worry. I'm I'm, I'm knowledgeable." Yeah. <laughs> So back with Lito on set, he's talking to the director about the script. He's like, what should I be feeling in this moment? And the, and the director's like, like, I need your gut on this one because this is a big moment. You know, like we need to show like the meaningless destruction of priceless and historical art. This is a it's it's the theme of the movie. I need all of you in this scene. There's chaos and confusion and I want it all. And so Lito's like, OK, let's get it going. Let's start. And we cut back to Will, where they kind of cut back and forth during this scene. With Will, Diego's talking about, I don't know, a strip club they're going to be going to for someone's birthday or retirement. I don't know. And Will's like, oh, I can't really go. I got paperwork to do. Um, I'm busy. Uh, we know that's not the case, but <laughs> yeah. he just wants to look more into what's happening. And Diego kind of stops for a second and goes, actually, wait, we got a hit back on the person in the video from that was that was you know edited out and cut from when angelica died Ooh. and he's like oh wait great let's go talk to him he's like i thought you had paperwork i guess not no okay <laughs> so cutting back to Nomi for a moment they're waiting to meet up with two of their friends and they show up and go okay we've checked out your apartment and there's cops there, there, and there's an unmarked vehicle that kind of keeps going back and forth every hour. So they know they're being watched. Now, as we find out more about this, this doesn't seem like a regular, oh no, a patient's not at the hospital. This doesn't yeah. seem like that. This seems a little more intense than... <laughs> yeah. So something else is definitely going on. And Nomi asks about Isabella, which we, I think we, maybe we meet her later she's the owner of this apartment that apparently they're going to be allowed to stay in. They're like, look, you can use her back entrance. She's totally fine with that. And they say, oh, thank you so much. I know this is going to cause a lot of trouble, but they're like, no, your family, you, the things mm. you've done for us will help you in any way we can. So it's good. They have people in their corner helping them. So back with Will and Lito, um, Will is in the car with Diego going to this, meet this guy or this kid, not this guy this kid about maybe trying to figure out what happened and they know his name they know what kind of like gang he's a part of and they're on their way to meet him and simultaneously Lito who's in character is walking across this museum filled with art and statues and another actor before the chaos begins says the line art is like religion yes, which is the true. title of the episode uh, and he says, for the believers, it's everything. And for anyone else, it's just a pile of stinking bullshit. Interesting line. Yeah. True in real life, kind of, I guess. A little bit, yeah. A little bit. Um, makes sense, at least. And so we see for a second that Will kind of appears in this place. And he's like, hello? <laughs> Why am I here? <laughs> at one point, back in Chicago, he's knocking on the door. And then Lito opens the door with the gun, like... <laughs> yeah like i'm ready and he's like oh do i know you because <laughs> he feels that he does he hasn't fully seen him before i think i think this might be one of the first times has he? i think maybe is this one of the first times he sees him maybe 
possibly? I want to say yes. I feel like this is one of the first times he actually sees him and, like, says words to him at the very least. Um, so he knows he's definitely not the person who's supposed to be there. And the real person who lives in the house opens the door, finally. And she sees that they're police, and she quickly yells to Cleet, the guy they're looking for, mm. that it's the cops, yeah. and that he should run. So he, he climbs out of the basement, bolts it. And so they have to run off after him. And with Leto and going back and forth with these two, the action kind of starts in his film. He's suspended by wires in this point. He's starting to, like, shoot, in quotes, at people. Mm. And people are, in quotes, dying. Like, it's an... it's. Obviously, it's a movie, so they're not really dying. Yeah. And blood is going, fake blood is going everywhere, and cement from the statue is going everywhere. And meanwhile, Will is chasing this kid with Diego across backyards, over fences, and Will appears on set for a moment, and then the actor that he's kind of pointing a gun at is like, "You gotta kick me, you gotta <laughs> kick me, man." And it switches back to Lido, and he's like, "Oh, right," kicks him. It looks seamless, which is pretty good, aside from the puzzled moment. And the whole thing ends in, like, this beautiful, like, oh, I've done it. I've killed everyone. So he's done a good job. And Will and Diego end their chase when he kind of, the kid goes through this, like, gang or this group of people. And they're, like, basically they don't want to deal with that right now. They don't want to get shot at. It, it, it seems like a bit of a stalemate. So they're, like, fuck. Like, we've lost him. Mm-hmm. And so they have to leave because the gang's like, oh, fuck off. Caves. <laughs> and so the director finally yells cut with Lito and he's like well done that's in the movie you did so well so Lito did a great job good to know um, because he's been having a hard week <laughs> yeah so with Caffius and Son we get a really interesting scene where they have a discussion yes I really like the scene this is a great scene it's really simple but it shows that they relate to each other more than they think you know all these sensates and it also kind of doubles down on the fact that if you are in need of like talking to someone even without saying it that person will show up and help you through something yeah it's kind of an instinctual thing with sensates so caffius and son we see them both walking across crowded streets in their own countries and they kind of take each other's place as they walk and they meet in the middle and when they're face to face she asks where am i because she sees um Nairobi for a second there yeah and in Swahili Caffius asks where he is and she's like you're in Seoul he's like oh no way <laughs> he's so excited he's always so excited I, I, I love how excited he is every time he goes for he's like oh wow really that's so cool he's like cool this is awesome <laughs> like he's probably the most positive person in this group of senseis where he's just excited every time he ends up yeah. somewhere new like no confusion it's just like sweet <laughs> and he realizes that movies. he's like, oh, you're the spirit of Jean-Claude. You're amazing. You're an amazing fighter. You did really well. Yeah. And she's like, you don't know anything about me. And he says, no, I know your name is Sun. And I, I can tell you have a difficult decision to make. Yeah. And she says, okay, I think I, I would much rather prefer to assume that you're a hallucination. And he <laughs> says, okay, I take no offense. <laughs> yeah. And... She says, oh, I'm going to continue continue on my walk alone. And he says, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go. But then he re- appears again yeah. right by her side. He's like, I don't think that's how this works. <laughs> don't think I can just go. <laughs> don't really know how to go back. So uh, he suggests that they're calling each other because one of them is troubled. He says, are you troubled? 
And she says that she may be in trouble tomorrow. So they both sit down and they continue their talk. Caffius kind of relates to her decision uh, since he has to decide to keep himself safe or his mother. Trying Mm. to figure out which path to take there. And Sun is saying, look, I have to decide if I'm the person who's going to let my brother be in trouble and let my family's business be destroyed or to sacrifice myself for them. And Caffius says that he has to keep his promise to his mother and that's why he's having a tough decision. And she definitely understands that because this all goes back to the promise she made to her mother. And Caffius decides to tell a story about his mother who protected him against several men who wanted revenge against his father. And he says they showed up carrying hatchets and axes that were like this big, Mm. big, they were big. And she's carrying a knife that's just way smaller. But they, she, he said that when they saw the look in her eyes as she stood in front of him with a knife, they realized that if she was going to die, she was going to take one of them with her. And none of them wanted to be that one. So yeah. they left. And that's definitely one of the places he gets his courage from. I think it was from this moment because he remembers yeah. it so well. She says to herself, like, I made such a promise that if I break it, and he says, he cuts in and goes, then your last words become a lie. Yeah. And that's why he she's having such a hard time breaking that promise and and just letting her brother go to prison. Not for him at all, it's for her mother. Mm. Caffius leaves with one last statement to son. He says, Who can say if it is we who make the choice or the choice that makes us? Mm. Love that line. That is Oh, that's so good. It's so deep, but it makes so much sense in this moment because this choice could really define her life and it could define Caffius's too, his as well. But this, yeah. this choice for son is such a large one that she doesn't know if she's making the choice really, or if it's going to turn, it's, if it's going to change her maybe. So mm-hmm. he's leaving her with that piece of advice as he goes away. I love that scene. It's gorgeous. I love the discussion they have. It's one of those scenes where it, it looks so simple, but there's so much deep meaning in it. The more you watch it. Yeah. Now back with Kala. It's before her wedding. It's it's the day of the wedding. And she's getting dressed. Side note, I would love to mention again, I love outfits and, and the dresses that go into Indian weddings. They're mm. gorgeous. It's usually red, if I'm if I'm understanding. Yeah, I've no I've noticed a lot of red when it comes to yeah. Indian weddings. Yeah, red is a big thing and it's gorgeous. So intricate. The the designs look beautiful. She looks beautiful. Mm. And she she starts talking. She's like, I never realized how heavy this would all be. And that's true physically and mentally, because I think the outfit obviously physically is weighing her down, but it's also weighing on her decision of whether she should marry him because she doesn't love him. Yeah. It's, it's all weighing on her so heavily. And she hopes, she says she hopes she doesn't collapse. Foreshadowing. Uh. <laughs> and outside her father is waiting by the car looking at his watch he's like we really need to go and her mother comes out and goes will you please like he's like oh no no take your time take your time (laughs) take your time my love feels like having uber so they're like on the clock so it's like hurry up yeah it's like i'm still paying for this (laughs) but he also doesn't want to pressure her so time is limited but he's like take your time i know this is important so we're going to the wedding this is very exciting the wedding looks like a very big affair Mm. everyone's there everyone's happy everyone's dancing 
And uh, she's being carried in on, like, this ornate, beautiful chair. And he's riding in on a motorcycle. (laughs) Damn. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. And this kind of goes back and forth. We see all the sensates while this is happening as well. But first we see Sun, who's walking with her dog on a leash. And Kala's there as well, briefly, as, as the one walking the dog. But she's walking this dog to her trainer's house. Mm. And this gets really sad in a second. Um, but we br- briefly see Sun sitting on the chair as well. And we see Wolfgang diving into a swimming pool, naked, which will come to play say, in this a second. Like a nudist? club or something because I, I i realize everyone's naked in the scene everyone's yeah everyone's naked in this like place it's a roman bathhouse and typically i believe in roman bathhouses you just don't work close okay. <laughs> you just take a bath um also uh he mentions in the next episode uh more of the reason towards that and i'll mention it now because it's not like a spoiler or anything but he says that um people in germany are less like stressed out about nudity and skin showing skin and things like yeah. that well i, I mean i knew so, that part i just wasn't ah yeah, yeah. Just... it's just one of those things i guess but he's floating on his back kind of watching he's feeling in this moment what she's doing yeah. and as her and rajan exchange vows we see more of the sensates and i really love that it's the moment where he says um i promise to share like everlasting companionship with you mm. that it then turns to all the sensates we see the companionship between Lido, hernando and daniela they're watching tv and laughing together uh will and riley kind of see each other in this moment we see caffius and his mother she's cooking food for dinner uh son is handing over her dog's leash to her teacher and saying goodbye to her ducky oh no she's making the wrong choice i know but she's made she's made this choice she's made the choice and this is where we see her make that choice by giving her dog to her trainer which is really sad. When she says goodbye to her dog, I was like, don't do that to me, not the dog. Not the dog. <laughs> See, I was hoping I misinterpreted this, so I was going to bring this up, but now you just can't confirm that she did make her choice, it, and she's going to... It pretty much it pretty much confirms it, that she's made her <sighs> choice to go to prison. And we also see Nomi and Amanita return to their apartment, and it's trashed. It's yeah. destroyed. And it's basically that they've ransacked their whole life. This was their home. And they've intruded it, and they've destroyed it. So this is very much not regular hospital shit. (laughs) Yeah. And near the end of the vows, we see Kala uh, walking around. She's they're doing they're doing this thing where they walk in a circle, which I think is a typical Indian wedding thing. As they take these steps towards their life together, and on her last step, she looks up, and she sees Wolfgang. Who is naked? Naked. And w- we see a full dick shot. <laughs> yep, full penis. Just... Full frontal nudity. <laughs> yep. I now watched this episode at work, by the way, because I did remember that. Thank God. <laughs> penis in your face. Yes, um, penis right there. Yes, yeah, sh- she looks down and she fully sees it. And Wolfgang, as she looks back up at him, goes, What the fuck are you doing? You're not in love with him. And in that moment, they both collapse and pass out and that's where the episode ends damn damn indeed i love this ending is so good not just because there's a penis i wouldn't say that (laughs) but uh, but it's so interesting like the whole the whole speech of the vows and how everlasting companionship just switched between all the sensates to show that there's companionship there yeah and also the fact that he knew inside that she didn't love him and he Mm. was shocked that she was making this decision so 
So technically, they haven't gotten married yet because she was, I was about to say, take that last did step. Did she take that step or no? Or like, did she did she like fall towards the step or behind it? Like, what's the like? I don't know if that counts or not. I think the step is like not. It's multiple steps. Like, it's uh, physically, it's multiple steps. We have a little on her last step. Yes, but she was on her last step, like vow wise. Like, I stay. I take the seventh step with you, um, and that's like another way bring uh, oh oh it's a whole other lap yeah i think I, I i think she was about to finish her lap and uh she didn't uh, so they're not married uh she fainted before they could get married so i guess that's a point in her i, I guess that's a good thing in her favor because she didn't want to get married really inside yeah. uh but i don't know it's gonna be interesting finding out how that goes moving forward yeah so who do you think the mvp is for this episode I was Fuck. just thinking about. I was thinking about that like halfway through the episode, and I'm trying to think, and I can't really. I, I'm gonna need to think about. I, I have it. forgotten. I've forgotten again. Um, I think I've got it actually. I need more time. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, you know I, I think I got it. Okay. You got it. Okay. Eat. So. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, I'm. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Question mark. Three, two, one. Capius. Yay! Did I say his name right? Then because that was why I was questioning it. Capius. Yeah, it's C A P H E U S. Capius. C H P H. C C A. C A P H. P H E U S. E U S. So Capius. Caffius, yeah. Okay. And, and that was the way that I was like, maybe? Because I was like, not sure if I was going to say his name right, because I realized at the beginning I was saying his name wrong. Because you were like, fuck, am I going to say it wrong again? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Absolutely, Caffius. Um, why'd you pick Caffius? Like, again, I was struggling with a lot of, like, people this episode. Um, yeah. I was originally thinking of giving it to Sun, but I didn't like her choice she made at the end with her turning herself in, so I was like, well, I can't do that. Hmm. So I feel like I liked his talk with her. I really like his, like, perspective of it. And I like how, even though I think it's dangerous, he did go back for the bag and is now working with um, Silas, which is, might be questionable in the future, but also it's to save his mom. And so, like, I kind of get it for now. Um, Yeah, I think he was, he was real solid this episode. I liked it. Also, he talked with everyone pretty much. I mean, he had his thing with Son, he had a thing with Riley, and he's just very happy yeah. to see and meet people. And he's like, oh, this is so fun. Yeah, we got to see him meet a couple people and just be really happy about it. And yeah, that talk he had with Sun was so, I think, it 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 definitely helped her make her decision whether it was the right decision or not. We'll soon see. And I think imparting his knowledge like that, he it was really a a positive thing, no matter what it led to. I think I, I think he was a really solid character this episode. Yeah. So, shall I grade you on your last one? Yes, sure. All right. So, uh, the one I'm not really grading you on, but I ask you every time, is the yeah, title. The title. What yeah. is the title? I, yeah. You said it had to do with Kala. It does not. <laughs> it was Litho. And so, onto our vibes, you had one, two, three, four vibes, I guess. And that time of the month <laughs> was the first one. And you guessed Riley and Lito. You got Lito right. So I'll give you a, I'll give you half a point for that. Okay. Um, but not rightly. It was uh, Sun. The bag. You said Caffius. You were right. 
Dick. Dick shot. Um, you said Wolfgang. So you got oh, guy. real? Oh, wow. I, I, I thought for some reason I said Will. I don't know why. Or, or no, no, no. I, I thought I thought I said Leto. But I didn't. So I don't know why that's important. It's not, that doesn't matter. All right, keep going. <laughs> you're good. You're good. You said Wolfgang. You, you got it. And your last one was two senseites have a combo, two different languages in a bathroom. And you said Kala and Wolfgang. And you got that right. Yeah, that, that was the only real vibe I remembered. That, like, yes, yeah. I definitely got this right. You were like, oh, yeah, bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Because it's such an interesting moment, and it's something definitely one remembers. I really thought I got it wrong, because at first I thought it was Sun and Lita when they're having their mirror conversation. I was like, oh, is this it? But then they go in the bathroom again, and I'm like, oh, wait, no, I think this is it. That's so, a very good point. I completely forgot about that. There's another bathroom multiple language scene between two senseis. <laughs> Whoops. Um, but yeah, you got it right, so you're good. Um, I think you got, like, three out of four there, so... 3.5 out of 4. 3.5? Oh, like so, the next episode title is Demons. Demons. And I Ooh. gotta be honest with you, I don't remember who says it. So, I'm just gonna have you guess uh, I'll, I'll who it has guess, to do with. Even though that could be anyone, because I feel like they're gonna be talking more about inner demons. Yeah. Um, Which literally could be anyone, I feel like. I oh, You know what? Let me look it up, actually. I want to know I want to know who said it. and I I'm gonna say that. Sun. You're gonna say sun? Okay. Yeah. Ah, yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. So you said Lito? No, I said sun. You said sun, my bad. <laughs> Is Lito All the right. actual answer? Because I, I might want to change the no. answer. Oh. No. <laughs> I, I, I thought you read Lito and you thought that's what I said. That's why I, I don't know why I thought that's what you said. So. No, I, I, I said sun. Okay, you said sun. Let's go. There's a part of this title that includes everyone but there's also part of this title that includes a specific sensei actually two specific sensei so i'll give you two chances even oh. though i'm not grading you on this title <laughs> Lito, then i'll throw in Lito. <laughs> I, I will tell you this it's not Lito. okay is it okay i, I fucked like, up. like um what's it called the uh, like orphanic slip or something what's it called Oh yeah. Oh, Freudian slip. Freudian, yeah. That yeah. I, I thought it was like that. Maybe where maybe you let that slip. Okay, so it's not. No, I just out. fucked up. I fucked up so that see so just to clear the air. It's not okay. <laughs> so it's not Leto. Um, then Wolfgang. Okay. Other him and two. All right. So yeah, there is a part of this episode that includes uh, everyone, but there is also one that includes mm. two. So I'll give you. All right. Da-da. All right. But again, I don't. I don't grade you on the thing. Yeah. It's just fun. Um. So, okay, I will say this. There's one, two, there's one vibe that includes everyone, and there's four vibes that include three different senseis. I realized when I was writing them down that there's only three that that these vibes encompass. Not together, necessarily. Some of them might be together, some of them not. But I realized my, my vibes only really contain three different characters. So, I will say that, so you don't, like, go off and guess, like, eight different people for all okay. of these. Okay, okay, yeah, I get what you mean. Okay. So, there's there's three characters you're going to be guessing for each of these. Not Wait, for so three for each vibe? No, 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 no. Back oh, it up. Oh, God. Um, I was going to say. These four encompass three different people. Okay. Some of them include two people. I'll tell you which ones. Some of them include one. But they're all still so. the three people. Yes. Okay. There's only three people it really goes over. Except for one, which includes everyone. Okay. And you will know what that vibe is when I say it. <laughs> okay. Uh, because there's a hot damn in this episode. Oh, great. 
So I'll, I'll tell you that one last because it's. I can't wait to say this. Word. Is that the clusterfuck? Um, <laughs> <laughs> clusterfuck is your vibe. Never mind. I'll wait. I'll say it now. <laughs> clusterfuck. Clusterfuck. Woo. I know the name I of that said it to myself as I was going through. I said to myself, "Clusterfuck," and it, it was fucking hysterical. I was like, "Oh my god, it's an actual clusterfuck." Oh, this is fun. So clusterfuck is your vibe. Um, nice. That you don't have to guess that one because it's everyone. Um, like it literally so that'll everyone. Be fun. That'll be fun. Literally everyone. <laughs> I think maybe one or two people aren't included. Well, cause I, I, well, well, I'm thinking of, like, people who have, like, romances right now, and Cassius and I feel like Sun are the only two who don't. Maybe they're just there watching, like, just be like, ah, this is nice. Shit, there's a couple people it doesn't include, so maybe I will have you guess. Um, oh, God. Oh, well, now this makes it harder for me. Okay, so there's four characters that this includes. And they're all Sense8? Yes. Okay. I mean, there's there's other people that aren't sensates, but there are four sensates included in this scene. <laughs> okay, it's Kala, Wolfgang, Leto, and Nomi. Kala, Wolfgang, who? Kala, Wolfgang, Leto, Nomi. Leto, Nomi. All right, these are your four. I'm I'm, I'm actually very confident about that answer too. Like that's the one I'm like, yes, I'm I'm pretty confident on. So we'll see. All right. All right. I'm excited to see how confident you are. Um, so those are the four. I can't believe it was four. I thought it was more. Um, let's see. So your first vibe that you're going to guess, it includes two people. And it's confirmation that you're not crazy. So know me. Okay. I won't lock these in until the end because I know there's three people you have to Yeah, and... Maybe well. All right. Now the next one is is one person, and it's a familiar face. Riley. Next one is prison. Oh fuck! Okay, so that's son. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I would like to change the Riley answer to son as well. Okay. All right, and your last one includes two people, okay. and it's a quote. And it's another one of my favorite scenes because of this quote, and it's because you're safer there than where you were. I think, again, that's Will and Nomi. Okay. I feel like Will might be saying that to her. All right. Do you want to lock these in? Sure. Okay. So those are your vibes for episode six, Demons. Ooh. Woo! I'm very interested to hear what you think about the clusterfuck. <laughs> I am too. Because <laughs> I know, I as I was watching it, I was like, all I was going through my head was, I remember, you know, only friends. When you were like, please be a threesome, please be a threesome. <laughs> so this will be interesting to talk about. All right, that is it for Sense Eight, Season One, Episode Five. Art is like religion. We will see you next week for Season One, Episode Six, Demons. Yeah. See you then. <laughs>